Yay, yay. Welcome to day six of our podcast right here with my boy Memo. Yeah. And Stop. myself, Steve-O. Right now, we're out here Hola. in the garage once again. I think this is going to be our permanent spot. It's going to be our permanent spot here. I, think I enjoy being here in the garage than, you know, in the bedroom. Mm. I think, I, you know, I feel more, more, I guess. That's the fresh air. Yeah, do. dude, you know, we're feeling the fresh air coming in here. And, like, I don't have to worry about the dogs and the kids making noise that much because, you know, they're a little bit more distant than in the bedroom. But, I mean, we can still hear them. But not as loud as we were in the bedroom, so mm-hmm. that's a plus. And uh, you know, I got to see my sister-in-law, and I'm happy here. You know, happy that she's doing well. And um, hopefully, you know, she'll get, you know, she'll feel more uh, at peace. Because right now, you can tell that right now she's still kind of getting over that, which yeah, I know is going to take a while, but. I could tell that eventually she'll be at peace, you know. She'll she'll and get we're talking about cause she was out there at the shooting in Las Vegas, and she's still kind of like psychologically, you know, still in her head, fresh, and you know she feels the the remorse come through her, the the scare, the guilt, yeah. Well, not not yeah. guilt, no, that's not no, the right just word. Like fearing, traumatized, her, yeah, feeling like that is my last time I'm gonna see my daughters, you know. Right, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it, when that emotion hits you, like. Like, this is our last time, like, I love him, whatever, you don't know, you know, you're alive, but you just have all this feeling, like, you don't know if you're going to come out of this alive, and mm-hmm. you're like, now you're thinking it's about your family and your kids, you yeah. know? Oh, delicacy, that's what it is, she felt that, delicacy, because she thought that, you know, she wasn't going to make it out of there, but she's here now, and she, seems to, she looks a lot better, she seems to be happier now, and I'm pretty sure she'll she'll be at peace eventually, mm. yeah. That's cool. Man. So that's right now what we're hearing on the news is the, the Steve Padlock uh, investigation that's mm. going on in um, Las Vegas that the police department in the beginning were informed. And that's that's what I kind of like trip out on that. You got the FBI and the police department working together on this. But um, yet we all know that protocol is the FBI has authority. Federal Bureau of Investigations has the authority and and regulates what the Las Vegas Police Department says to the news, you know, obviously. They have to get it cleared through them. Nobody's talking about that. That does is the Las Vegas Police Department being um, guided by the FBI and what they say if they're being, uh, you know, everything's being watched, you know. Do we know this? You know, is, is there the ones allowing them, yes, this, no, to say that, say this? Because you really don't hear about anybody in the department talking about it mm-hmm. um you really don't hear in the outside realms you don't see any of the employees of these organizations making any youtube video all you hear is x people that don't work for them anymore and their theories behind it right um when you do some investigating on this on your own and you because you, you also got to investigate the the truthfulness of the organization, their record on if government does lie or does not lie to you. Well, and just, I know it doesn't pertain to the Steve Padlock case uh, that the government's lying to you or not, but one of the things that makes you like, you're being lied to bluntly straighting your eye about the wars. You know, the government's doing it in front of your face. 
you know, it's like, uh, and about marijuana, you know, obviously states are already legalizing it because right. they know, and it's look how long it's been illegal. How long they knew this information. No time they didn't know this till right now. Just right now, you got the lawyers, got people, money and power that are pushing for to legalization of it. And that's why it's getting legal. But the poor never pushed it on pawn. It's okay. This got being pushed by the wealth. Hollywood. You know, because you got a lot of actors that are out there about it. What are you going to do? Arrest all these actors? You're going to arrest all these politicians that smoke pot too? Come on, Bill Clinton hit it. Obama, they probably do it. Obama, Bill, they probably smoke their shit. True. You don't know about it, but they're not out there in the public doing it. Probably they don't do it as much, but I'm pretty sure they know it like yeah, that. They, they want to maintain their image. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just that itself, you know, these are big lies that, and laws that you have that that are being told to you. And yes, I'm not saying everybody should be smoking pot. It should be regulated. Yeah, just like anything, but you should you should be very regulated. You know, parents, you know, society, dude, don't you out of hand. Calm down. You know, if you see somebody with with a, it could be anything, food, beer, gambling. Hey, you got a problem? You got a problem? It's up to you to admit it to yourself if you're gonna fix that or not. But you know. See, we go jumping way ahead of the subject again. But anyways, it's all related, you know, right, at the same right. time. It's all about trust. Their their track record. It's like me, how many times have I burned you? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I could like, trust you no more, Guillermo. Yeah. And I think that's where the American public is right now with all this. Everything that's happening on the news is like, who do you trust? Who do you go for for that you could depend on? And say, you know what, this person wouldn't lie to me. And, and in the... FBI department and the Las Vegas Police Department. Who are their leaders? And you know, like, wow, well, he's saying the truth. Like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't f us over, you know. And and that's very important to know, you know. It's like, who's out there really telling you the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Different sides to every truth. His, hers. And if you <laughs> understand the the complexity of all that, um, when you were in a a leader of a department and everything. You also got people that are not perfect there, you know? You got people that are legitly honest, trying to do the right thing. And you also got loyalty between a brotherhood either. You know, these guys got to have each other's backs. Because, hey, man, shit does happen in that type of line of business. But but that's kind of the problem, though, that they have their backs so much that sometimes they back up things that are not right. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know... It's like being in a gang. These dudes do shit that's not right and the cartels, but they got families, they got things, and but and they back each other up when they're doing bad things. But at one point, you're like, hey, man, you wouldn't back it out if it was out in the open, you know? If you weren't right. part of that, if you weren't part of that, you probably wouldn't back it up. But but it, it's all like, and I can't really, I do say it's wrong, but I'm not going to go out there and, oh, that's wrong, get in their face and make a big old strike about it because that's not who I am. You know, but with those who do, then fine, you know, but I understand how, they, you know, how it is. Right. So, you know, you just got to, you know, try to, and I, you know, I'm not saying don't trust you. You can't even trust yourself sometimes, you know. So to trust, to trust the news, what they're saying, you, you got to try to like, that's why I try to say don't get caught up in it. You know, it's. It's good to be aware of what's going on, what's what's being said, and just to be aware, but not to let that dictate your behavior and how you think towards others, you know? 
you know, your neighbors, your friends, just because they, they think the opposite. Because you, you, you're okay with it and they're not okay with it, you know, what's going on. And, and they express their emotions about it. Like, I would take any, you know, like, I don't know. Like, for me, it's like, I don't have a problem saluting the flag and standing up, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have a problem with it. But now, if you tell me that I can't knee down, that's a sign of respect, you know. Mm-hmm. When you take a knee, everybody knows when somebody's hurt. Yeah. You know, and that was, that came from a Marine. That shows respect because a lot of people take a knee at the tombstone, at the flag, you know. And that's a show. You're kneeling down. It's like you knee down to God. You know, so to me, it's like, and that was beautiful. Like that message right there that you, that you need to take a knee. It's a beautiful sign of respect and real patriotism, you know, not not standing up and, and doing what everybody else is doing. It's the meaning you put behind it. And, you know, and the guys are kneeling down because of police brutality. And you should knee down, take a knee for that. And I'm not judging our police department or any of my friends. I think my friends are good and they kick somebody's dude's ass and then I know why they did it. Hey, that's good. But I know my, my friends, I don't believe they, they, I know it could happen. They could beat the shit out of somebody for just losing. it. I get it. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay. You know, and, and this, that's why you need <clears throat> to trust your, 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 your authority figures. You gotta have trust that they're not going to abuse that power. That they're the best of the best out there in the game. And if they have to beat somebody's ass, it's because they deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. That yeah. you got to push my buttons before I beat your ass because I'm a professional at what I do. And if I'm going to shoot you or kill you, it's because I know you're a threat to my life. And it's like, you probably already hurt somebody. You're going to hurt somebody else. So I have to take you out of this world. Because if you have that mentality t- t- towards me, who I'm trying to just make sure you don't get hurt, anybody else gets hurt because I'm here to protect and serve. But their, more is, their motto is, it's not a law to protect and serve. It's their laws to enforce the laws. That's their job. Mm-hmm. The first law, you know, thou should not killed. And that's in the Bible, you know. And uh, I mean, that's what I think. What do you think? I totally agree. You know, because you're definitely exercising your your rights. It is. It's a. It is your right. You're entitled to that. To express yourself however you want to. And. Nobody's going to like it. Well, that's their problem, basically. You know, they got a problem with it, and that's on them. Um, today, I actually had a conversation with one of the dads that, that was picking up his kids at my mom's house. And he told me that he believes it was the right thing for Mike Pence to leave the game. Mm-hmm. I felt like he did the right thing. That it was the right choice for him to leave as soon as the players knew, because... That is because he thinks that as a that is a show of disrespect. And I could tell that this dude, he I mean he he tries to be unbiased. But I can tell the school is like you can I can tell he's more leaning towards the conservatives than you know. I can tell. Anyways, um then he goes on by saying that Roger Goodell he uh, messaged all the players in the league and requested them to end the protest, the the kneelings. Because the ratings from last night's game, Monday Night Football game, was the lowest in years. I don't know how exactly, how many years, but it was 
supposedly a long time, in a while, has been the lowest. And it's because of the people not wanting to see the players kneeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this is my prediction, that all this will pass over. And those who at one point right now think, think, think like this, that, then it's okay. They, they have a right to think like that. It's different. Yeah, it's just like that. It's a freedom of speech. You have freedom to, to say, hey, I'm for standing up. But when you think about it, that you want people to think like you. And if you don't see that's a problem, now I don't want people to think like me. I want them to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to make a big issue about standing for a flag and hate a person or seeing this disrespect to the st- and, and accuse them of that when they're saying it, it's got nothing to do with disrespect to my country. I'm saying I'm protesting and taking a knee during the flag to say that in my country there is police brutality. Mm-hmm. And I pledge to this country to protect the freedom or rights of the people. They have rights. People have rights and people who are have the authority in this government have also upheld to the highest standards of the law to protect and serve and to not abuse that power. That's why we have Congress, checks and balances. And we have guidelines and they have to be investigated clearly in any case when something that's shown on the video you know, was it right for him to get shot when you have a kid by a cop? And you know what? And his protest was that these cops, when they kill somebody unjustly and mistakenly, they get paid, you know, unpaid leave. Mm-hmm. But that's part of their contract. And I understand that. And honestly, that the process should be stronger. Like, what we, the evidence we have on you right now means you're dismissed from pay leave because you abuse your power. You lose your benefits. You know, but at the same time, too, you also got to think, okay, you got to get a judge. You got to make a system for that to be easily handled right now. Okay, is this cop now a murderer? You don't hear many cops that they shoot people and they get for murder. Right. That it's murder. You don't hear it that much. It's happened. I think the closest like mass slaughter, huh? I don't know, whatever, but. Whatever the situation is, because of their protocols, the way they do things, things escalate. Status quo. Yep. You know, and, and all of this, it's about training, because there's some good cops out there, man. They got they got the head for it. But there's some dude. That's why there's good cops, and there's bad cops, and there's weak mm-hmm. cops, and there's in the middle cops. There's, there's mm-hmm. from good to the worst, to the goodest, to holy cops. All right. You know, I really believe that. I got some dudes that my friends, I'm like, to me, they're like, they're, they're cool. You know? And I've had some cop friends that I know that are cops and I knew them from high school. And then they look at me like, you know, they don't, they're not like, hey, what's up, girl? They're not too friendly with me or they would hide. Or when they just became cops, they wouldn't like want to talk to me. Then later on, they put some time in and they're like, because they knew how I am, you know. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, man likes to party or whatever. Smoking. Like, okay. They don't want to associate themselves with yeah. that. There's some cops like that. But I got cop friends that they accept me for who I am and they love me. And I love them mm-hmm. back. And I love their families. Is that the one that we saw right there on Jefferson during Coachella Fest? It was in the middle of the road, and you're like, hey. What's this? Oh, that's a, that's a good cop. That dude, that dude loves me, but he's very, very, like, he doesn't want to be associated with this. I got two friends that don't even, if I'm doing what I'm doing, they're like, hey, now step back over there because 
I don't want that around me, you know. Mm. Like, but they know it's like, like I said, you know, it's stupid. Marijuana is scheduled as a set, uh, schedule one drug, like one of the worst drugs, worse than meth. <laughs> At the time, or... right now, what in our schedule of drugs are well, as of now, as of right now, and the in the in government, the drug enforcement, the um, DEA. DEA, yeah, has it scheduled as a number one narcotic. Uh, Holy you know, what do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked, bro. I'm shocked. But you know what? That doesn't surprise me because they're probably trying to use that as a way to, you know, prevent everyone from getting, from, uh, from using it. But that's... Uh, It's it's just like the gun control and all that, dude. Like it doesn't matter. They can try to ban whatever they want. They're still gonna be. They're still gonna be fucking doing what they want to do. Don't matter. Ban the guns. People are still gonna get it. You know, black market. And this is and you and you could go and look it up in the DEA website. Yeah. Um. It's uh, DEA dot org. You know. You you can look it up. Um. So the scheduled one drugs, scheduled one drugs, substance or chemicals are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use. Mm-hmm. So this is from the F- the D- DEA, Drug Enforcement Administration. Okay. You know, this is on the website. And you guys can go and look it up. It says, you know, no the, currently accepted medical people. use and a high potential for abuse. Some examples of scheduled one drugs are marijuana. And ecstasy, peyote. The Indians use peyote. Mm-hmm. And methaqualone. Methaqualone. Metha, methaqualone. Look, wow. and, and so that's one. One's like one of the worst drugs. Schedule two. Schedule two drugs, some of these are chemicals, are defined as drugs with high potential for abuse, with the use potentially leading to severe psychological, physical dependence. These drugs are also considered dangerous, for example. You got hydrocodone, which is codeine, cocaine, methamphetamine, methadone, oxycontin, redolin. Those are scheduled too. Wow. You know, so that's right now, dude. And if you trust fully your government, This is what you're you're agreeing to, and there's yeah. people that agree to this. Like, oh, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. The word drug it, like has no medical use. Supposedly, the ones that are patriotic. Dude, come on, man. It's it's through history they used to use it. You know, yeah. Hamp, George Washington, our forefathers, dude. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, if you don't know the story why marijuana got banned or hemp, do you know the story behind it? Mm-hmm. The story behind it was that back then hemp was grown because it was that's what they wrote the Constitution on. That was the paper it was made of hemp. It's such a strong fiber that it, you can make cars out of it. You can p- pull oil out of it, medicines out of it. So it was banned back. I don't know the right dates, but the story goes something like this. I'll try to make it as clear as possible. Back back in the 1800s, this guy who owned uh, paper mills, and they used wood to make the fire, you know, trees and all that stuff. This guy saw that they had hemp before it was really really hard to process right to make it into paper it's a lot of work takes a lot of work but this guy invented a machine that was going to change the whole industry so like you wouldn't have to chop trees down anymore or the forest you wouldn't have to need that so this guy 
lobbied Congress to pass a bill banning marijuana. And the, the, the way he propaganded on the media was that blacks and Mexicans are using this drug and going crazy and raping white women. That was a propaganda back then. You know? And so they passed a law and they banned him. They banned it. And that includes marijuana. Mm. People didn't even know what it was, bro. Mm -hmm. But this guy sold them the story and got everybody to go for it. You know? And, and it's crazy because, like you were saying to me earlier about racism and stuff like that, more than that, you, like you do see it. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there's people like here in California, I'm saying here, and the people that I know, I don't, I know some of my friends could be a little bit racist, so can I. But not in a hating way. Like I could say it like, oh, you know, make a joke. I've said stuff like that. And, and I'm pretty right. sure they say it about me too. And there's people, you shouldn't be talking like that. I get it. You shouldn't. But we do. We joke around just like in the movies, you know, say stuff like that, bag on each other and whatever. But we don't take it to the heart amongst each other as long as we're good because we're not saying that anger. We're just saying it because we're climbing around. I wouldn't say that to a, to a, a black person out of anger. Like I wouldn't step no, that low. Maybe know, before yeah. I would have when I was immature and dumb. Mm -hmm. But now... Nah. Charlie. If I was to get into an argument, if something was to happen, I, I was lasting. I don't, even if I did get an argument with the person, I wouldn't want to lose it. Even use it. I would want to be an intelligent. Like, there's some dudes that just, like, they master it, bro. Somebody's yelling crazy. You fucker. And they spit in your face. And you're like, come on, man. Really? You got to go there. You got issues. But people that snap like that, that get all like that, dude, they're mentally brainwashed. They're mm -hmm. like, they have no control of mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, remember... Uh, when when uh, the government was transporting illegal immigrants to California on the bus, before in the bus in the trains, El no, 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 program in the, in the bus. I don't know if you remember under Obama administration. Mm. Before they put them into the to the camps, got them caged up. They were they were transporting, I think, from Arizona to California, and then there was like a big old protest. There was like a big line of people that was pervading the bus to. To get in, to enter you know, to the California state, mm. and I saw a video on Facebook with Lupio Rivera. Mm -hmm. He was right there at the yeah. protest, and he was wearing his Mex his Mexican soccer jersey, right? Supporting you know the, the immigrants. Oh yeah, when they had him at the camp store. Yeah. So where did all those immigrants go? They went. They got. They uh, locked them up into this one uh, facility. And where are they at now? Are they free? Uh, who knows? Been... We haven't heard that story about them anymore, huh? Nope. Ever since that, they they stopped talking about it. And isn't that we don't know weird? what happened to the those families if they've been deported or, or what? We don't well, know. I know this that the Obama has deported more immigrants than anybody. Yeah, um, than any president. Right. He, he has the there's the, he has the most mass killings and deportation under his administration than any other presidency in the history he's from Chicago, of the United huh? States. Yeah, he's from Chicago, huh? From Chi Town, supposedly. Yeah. He's from Chicago? Yeah. He's a thug. You know, there are thugs out there. Yeah. How many killings go out happen out there? Especially during That's the where he came from, dude. Era. If you don't think that man, even, that's what I'm telling you, look. He's a prime example of what it is to be like cartel like, like mafia guy. He looks all good in the outside, but in the inside, dude, come on, man. And he's a good dad. He's a good father. But, you know, everything reveals. What, what do you hear about the George Bush family now? Like the girls and all that stuff. What do you hear about them? Nothing. Nothing, now. dude. Ah. And who knows how they're living, bro? If mm -hmm. you start looking back at those those kids and the life that they're living, bro, like, and how they're 
You know, that they matured, that they mm-hmm. learned the game they're in. Yeah. We knew about the, the Obama girls who were in a music festival, getting mm-hmm. high and smoking pie and all that. Yeah, there's so, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, but that's, that, I remember the media was making a big deal about that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, to me, it was like, dude, I see that all the time at a festival. That's not. That's it's normal. Deal. Yeah. That's a norm. And it doesn't mean anything because there's yeah. doctors, lawyers doing it too and, you know, I'm partying. They're just, you know, yeah. Come on, man. But but that's what I'm saying though. That like everybody expects you to be a certain way. But like going back to the case, man, we we jumped around a lot. Everybody. Yeah, well, I'll, actually, I was gonna make my case with what you were saying okay. about how people think a certain way. Okay. When Lupio Rivera was there at the protest, he had this one. I don't know if it was a lady or a man that was just yelling at him, like nasty words, mm-hmm. you know, just, mm-hmm. just making nasty remarks to him. To the point that that person spit at him, dude. Mm-hmm. At his face. And what did he do? He laughed, bro. He took it like like, like a straight like up G, G, bro. He took it like a G and he was just laughing. Like, All right. Yeah, it's all like... Like, I see that's low. Like, for me, it's like that low, that person. Like, that's how much hate they have. Like, I get you. You, you are a racist. You do hate that you have to spit in my face. You know, and I... Tripping out on this, that, tripping out on this, I trip out on this, that people could hate immigrants so much that they want to hurt them, they want to shoot them, they see them as a threat, and yet these people are, are at home when they're all on arrest, they're at home in their air-conditioned homes with their big-ass TV screens, nothing bugging them, and they're drinking and having a good time, and la da 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 and then all of a sudden, they're called up to arms. Mm-hmm. Something all of a sudden, we got to protect our border. You know, it's like, it's crazy because they're not starving. You know, they they have plenty of clothes and and they feel like there's like immigrants right next to them, like touching shoulders. They make it seem like that. Like me, I don't see that here in California. I mean, I mean I've been around school. I've seen immigrants. I see a lot of the kids that are, are immigrants in Brown, but I don't see like them as immigrants. I could tell they are when you can't speak English that good. Most likely you're an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I'm an immigrant. You, you see how I speak English? Yeah. I'm an immigrant, but with papers. Mm-hmm. But I'm an immigrant. You know, my parents, we would migrate. We will follow the Uva, the work. That's what we would do, you know, go to Delano, come back down. You know, so I could relate to immigrants. You know, it's like they're my family. And it's jacked up when you tell a man that can't work and feed his family. That you can't come here because you're not wanted. Because you're a strain on us, on the program, on the government, on our money. That's what they come out with. It's always about the money, the strain. Uh, you wouldn't, If you knew how to work and you were smart, you wouldn't have a problem having money. Okay? Look at Warren Buffett. Very smart man. Look at Bill Gates. They all got money. They ain't complaining. They ain't complaining. The only one that complain are the poor Racist. Yeah. Well, even the rich ones are complaining, but... Yeah, that too. But... Why are they complaining about... Why? Why would the rich complain about it? Yeah. I find it confusing. So if you're like... You have 10 millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and you're like, these immigrants are using up our service. And you're like, you have the best care in the world. The best of the best of the best. And then there's poor... Poor Americans, they don't have nothing, and you're still complaining. 
about their healthcare services. The welfare. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and then you got and then you got a, a sector of people that are poor and white and they and they complain about immigrants. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they're receiving welfare and benefits and social services. Yeah, they're like, you're taking up my money, my social services, my welfare, get out of my country. Go back where you came from. Dude, and I, I get that. I get that. They they get they want to follow the laws. Right. But yet those in power abuse the laws. With these illegal wars, you know, those who believe the truth about it, you know, it's all about resources. It's even now. Resources, be it agriculture, be it mines, be it oil, you know. It's all about that. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, man, that's why this government is going to other countries. That's what happened in Chile, man. That's why they took the, the comandante back out. Everybody knows. You can look up your history, man. See, the thing about me that I should know the stuff, like have the stuff. Boom. What about this? Look it up. GGG. Give you a year. Chile and what happened there. You know, it's it's crazy, bro. What do you think about that, Steve? It's fucked up, bro. Propaganda is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but but now they have, you know, like going back to the padlock case. You know, the LA Times had came out that when the, the security guard they wrote an article because the beginning they reported on the news, the public news, CNN, that the shooter had shot out the windows and then shot the security guard. Mm-hmm. No, but now the season where the whole story goes crazy. So the security guard went up and he was doing a run on, on checking up. There was not a gunfire yet. He was running out because he heard some noise or whatever. And it's weird the story they're saying. So he went up and I guess that when he was walking doing his, his um, checking through the hallway, doing a checkup that Steve Padlock, the shooter, saw him through his cameras mm-hmm. and then shot him through the door. And he shot and he shot his leg and the guy's alive. So and then the guy the security guard calls for backup. Okay. So the guy gets in there, uh he did like over ten minutes ten minutes of shooting. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, Why did he stop? And then why did they wait over an hour just to get to him to the room? Mm. You know, over an hour. Because the security called it in when it happened. Uh-huh. Why is all that time in there? Hmm. And, they, and they were negotiating, or they were negotiating with them or before he shot himself. What? And then those cameras that he had recording. Where's all that? Why isn't that? Le- Where's the released? first responders? Huh? Where are the first responders? That's what you're talking about? The first responders took an hour to get there? No, the cops. When you, yeah, well, even the when anybody. No, they saw the guy. But uh, they didn't go in there until after an hour they went in there. And he got shit when he shot himself. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Because when, when the, the news is saying that there were first responders. That got where? Right to, there. to the room first? Yeah, first responder, the SWAT team, I guess. And who released those photos of the of the hotel room? Who released all that? That wasn't released by the FBI. Yeah, no. Somebody in there yeah, released it. on the inside, yeah. From the FBI inside. released it. The yeah, FBI released that. So this is the news they're feeding you. Mm-hmm. 
And people need to understand that why did the owner of the Mandalay Bay, like a week prior to that, sell much a lot of the stock from there? Nobody's talking about this. That there was a big sell of that stock sold. Wow. Damn. You know. And uh, oh yeah, tell about the the um, the owner of Mandalay Bay, how he was uh, Homeland Security Board. Member of the Obama yeah. Security Board member with Obama. Yeah, and then how he's right now, his stock is just low right now. He's like on debt, right? Yeah, that guy's in debt. It's the casinos, not him. Oh. They're rich. That's that's the corporation. That's the business that's in debt. Oh, okay. Right now he's uh, on his phone trying to search for the article about the... the Mandalay no, Bay I'm not casino. searching for the article. Oh, he's not. What are you, what are you, what are you searching for? So now they're they're kind of saying there was oh, like two the shooters. Guard, you know, yeah. was the security guard at the Mandalay Bay an accomplice to the Las Vegas mass shooter? I way. That's another question. Who is this? Oh, Jesus Campos. <laughs> oh, really? So, what was it saying that uh, he's no? It's just stuff that's being said, dude. You know, oh. it's like I'm telling you, there's so many. These stories don't match, bro. And this is from Snoops. Snoops. I don't know. That's a good. Yeah. Is it a reliable know. source? I don't know. Yeah. So. So what are you gonna do tomorrow, Steve? I'm gonna go to to the office and see what they got. Planned out for me. Um, yesterday, um, they had me you know, fill up this one binder for the security data sheet, which is uh, this protocol that we have, the safety protocol that we use for the chemicals that we have in the shop. And if they're hazardous, we have the sheet that shows, you know, the the effects, you know, and, uh, and uh, what to do when um, if you get irritated by but the substance, mm-hmm. and show, and there's like this. What do you, what's that little sign that has the the numbers that shows like the how hazard the substance is, mm-hmm. and flammable and all that. That one uh, square, it's like, you know what I'm talking about, mm. where one says how flammable it is, and then, uh-huh. okay, yeah, well, it shows that too. Well, I did that. I filled out the 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 SDS binder, and then. From there, they had me dump all this uh, oil waste into uh, the barrels in the, in the mechanic shop right across from us. And there was like six A buckets, and there were like five gallon buckets, but not all of them were filled up all the ways. But uh, one by one, I, I would take it over there and dispose the waste. And then I think by like the fifth or sixth one, that's when I started feeling strain on my arms. And I was having a hard time trying to hold the bucket as I'm pouring all the oil out and then I think once I was done like I felt my shoulders kind of sore and mm-hmm. my arms feeling kind of weak and I was like damn that's when I realized that I need to start working out because damn if I'm going to be doing that kind of work I, you know I better start you know <laughs> get into shape mm-hmm. 
because you know because they asked me if i was willing to do some manual labor and i was like yeah i mean if, I, if you guys need me yeah but yeah i think i need to start getting into shape now because i mean i'm skinny right now but i feel kind of weak i don't feel like i have that, that power yet you know i want to be like my brother joe not like swole like that but you know i want to feel like i got that strength Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he said he. Oh yeah, he told me that he was gonna gonna compete in November. Because mm-hmm. uh, he told me that he was that he, that he was gonna stop because it was strenuous on him. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's gonna do. He's gonna try it again. He's gonna, he's gonna go for it again. And I I saw last time I saw him it was last Friday. Yeah. And. Uh, He's he's not he's getting you can tell he's getting lean he's not big like he used to be but he's getting more cut he's getting cut now. Junior? No, uh, Joe. 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 Yeah, he's getting cut. Getting himself ready for the competition. He said that he met a uh, Lou Ferrigno. Who's that? Lou Ferrigno. Remember the Incredible Hulk back in the seventies? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said that he uh he, he like met him right there at, at his event, and he he didn't even realize that he passed security. People getting to get inside the facility, and he ran into Ruferigno, and he uh he looks at him, he's like, "Are you lost?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my brother's like, "Well, I mean, I was told that this is the way to, you know, get to the to the event." He's like, "Well, I mean, you managed to get past my security guards. You wanna, I can take you to the event if you want." He's like, "Yeah, let's go. <laughs> if you don't mind, yeah." So he was a really nice guy. Mm. It's nice to hear when people are nice to each other, you know? We don't hear that much in this world these days. Uh, especially with celebrities, man. We think that they're, they're entitled to, <laughs> to to their own variety, I guess you can say. In local news, um, the Indio Mall, I guess the owner wants $14 million, But it, right, the rumor is that a Chinese company owns it now. The Indio Fashion Mall? Yeah. I don't know if it's that true. I saw that on Facebook. Somebody said that some Chinese own it, but I thought it was a local guy that owns they're it. They're like a group, right? Yeah. Because they're like, all the, there's like debt, business is dead in there. Oh, yeah, dude. There's debt. And I saw, dead, bro. I saw like uh, what should be done, you know, to preserve uh, the Indio Mall or, you know, investments. And, right, right. Mm, you know, yeah, you just got to get I, some smart people to do it. I miss, know how to do I it. I miss that mall, dude. Like, I remember back in the day when it was popping, man. And when they had that arcade room in there, oh, dude! I remember my, my brother Daniel. I was brother Daniel. He took me there, and out he would always play Miss Pac-Man, bro. Mm-hmm. Always play Miss Pac-Man. And I'm right there playing different arcades like Street Fighter, then Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. dude! And then like, oh, that, that, that place was popping. A there. good idea would would be if for the Indio Indio Mall for people that you know you get a crowd of people going. Like it obviously works. You need to draw attention to the issue where you have people. You know, go to the city council and then they let them hire uh, a lawyer to fight for city domain because the guy hasn't developed that big old lot. And the, and the people, and there is a want for people to develop that development. You know, they want to see jobs created and uh, to have some nice building there redone and and bring in you know dollars to the community. You know, jobs, businesses, and you know, and make that neighborhood right there better back there in India, you know, so co- more cops will patrol there. Nobody cares about that area. And there's a lot of shootings going on back there. No one talks about that. And, you know, and, and they need more community support, more new community involvement. I don't live there anymore. But um, 
you know, one of the guys on Facebook put on, you know, instead of talking all the smack about it, why don't you guys go out there and hop and volunteer on Saturday? He's going to post a date when. And if I'm able to go, I'm going to go over there and volunteer and help. Because that's my hood, you know, where I came from. Mm. And my parents are selling their home there. And, and I would like, if I could afford it, I would buy that house, honestly. Like, I, w- I would keep it and either do it into a rental for right now or I would have moved back in there, you know. And just like, we need people who are good citizens to move back in there and take control back of their neighborhoods, you know. But yeah. there's the people who are causing the problems there is you need great people to stand up to them. You need community organized because they're, yeah. they're known. They're recognized who they are, but nobody wants to go up because they're involved. With the cartels and the mafia, you know, but nobody wants to say that because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. deal drugs. And what else would you be shooting and trying to kill each other for for territory, you know? Yeah. And I, I wish they can bring him back to his glory days, man. And that's what people should be more upset about here in the Valley instead of people taking a damn knee. That's <laughs> in their own neighborhood next right. to their own house. Nobody mm-hmm. knows, like, how many shots... My my dad's house got shot at, you know? Like, fuck, there's like six bullet holes on there. Uh, but that's why they're moving now. But the right thing would be like, you know, you, you got to organize. Who mm-hmm. wants to do it? Who has it in them to be the leader in that community? Me? Shit. Got some big balls to be a community leader. Fuck my respect to all those who are. I know I can. That means I got to stop working, supporting my family. Like, you got to take time for that. Go out, put your face Dedicate. out there. Dedicate. Yeah. Put your face out there. Put your put a put a target on your back. Piss off some Basically, people. Basically, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is, bro. That's what it is. Community leaders, Martin Luther King. I respect all those who are not city leaders, but community community leaders, yeah. not city leaders too, yeah. who stay outside the city but put pressure on the city to resolve community issues. If you yeah. have that title, you could be a lawyer, be a community leader because you're respected well in the community and you got the backup. But if you want to be a silly community leader and you ain't got no backup, watch out. Don't watch what you know. That's why nobody steps into it. Those who really know about it, like, shit. But my respects to those, my friends that are community leaders and some are teachers. I mean, and, you know, they're out there putting, um, taking care of their gente that, that are struggling to make it. And, you know, and they're teaching their children to make it to, you know, be good examples. And we got to take care of our familias, you know, it's like. We don't think about it, but we also got to take care of our parents, you know. And when you're well off, you could take care of your parents really good and provide some good health care for them and, you know, yeah, and the right things they need. So they won't struggle when they go and they're still busting their ass at 70, 80 years old at Walmart or right down trabajar, you know. Yeah, they get a little bit from the chiquisito. You'll survive, but, you know, it's good when you're able to help out your elders. You know, that's all I got to say is that, you know, I, there's five of us in our family and, um, you know, my dad said, you know, he's gonna. My younger sister's gonna, you know, be the one, the caretaker. You know, because she's decided to do all that, you know, stuff, help him out and everything. So it's cool. Like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do my part too because I also got to do my part. You know, but I bet, you know, when they get older, oh, okay. but you know, we wanna we wanna take care of our parents, so they don't. I don't want to put them in in any home. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, no way, bro. Oh, like, you gotta change your heart, man. That's cool. Change right. your heart. Well, yeah, that's cool. Well, earlier you were telling your client like you don't want him to be any part of it. No, well, I, I, don't, aspect, I don't have my I have my say in, in, in there, you know, if I need to help take care of them, yeah, that's something I could do. That's like yeah. but everything else is, is being taken out of their finances by someone else in my family, but that's good, you know, they're being watched for. You know, because parents at a certain age, you know, they you you gotta you know, there's choices to make because they don't bring in an income anymore. 
and someone is out to guide them and or help them out, you know, make it come for them so they don't have to bust their ass or worry about stuff, you know, because yeah. they don't have, they didn't have the right preparedness to do that for themselves. Well, they do, they do, they're well, but you know, they just need guidance. Everybody does, even me. We go to financial advisors, you know, but they have their their people they go to, and that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I mean, you shouldn't think about, it, but we're thinking about it. My parents are already 67, 66. You know, they're up there. Oh wow, man! Are they getting their their checks, their social security checks? Yeah, yeah I think they are. Yeah, but that's my not mom, enough for all their expenses. My mom's barely getting hers. <laughs> that's good. So yeah. she just turned 66, 65. She's, yeah, she's gonna turn 65 this uh, end of this month, Halloween. Mm. Just start getting hers when she's 65. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So let me tell you a joke. It's called sixty-five. All right, let's hear it. It's a joke. It's called sixty-five. Sixty-five. Sixty-five is a joke. They make you laugh. Well, kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sixty-five is it because they make him wait that long or what? It's a joke. 65, the penguin slides down the slide off an iceberg, slides down and yells out, 65. Oh, okay, I heard that. All right, okay, I get you now. What? I get it. What? 65. What? Yeah. What? You, you get it? Yeah, I get it. What? You get it, why the penguin yelled out 65. You get you, it. Yeah, because that's when they need help. But what? That. No. That's how I understood. No, no. Do you get it? Okay, I don't get it. I know you don't get it. You don't get security to your 65. Hmm. Oh, no. That's not how the joke goes. <laughs> yeah. So the penguin slides down. <laughs> Oh, now it's a penguin. You said Titanic, bro. <laughs> no, the penguin slid down the iceberg and yelled at Social Security. Oh, I and I, I never heard that one before. Yeah, that was the joke. Oh. So the penguin slides down the slide and yelled at Social Security. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You're now, supposed to say I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. Well, you'll get it when you're 65. <laughs> oh, sa so, sa. So, you know the joke. No, no, makes sense. Vatos <laughs> pendejos. Now I get it. Okay, because you said Titanos. Okay, <laughs> 65. <laughs> and now when you said 65, I was like, oh, okay, because that's when you get home when you're 65. Mm-hmm. But now you've changed it to the big one. <laughs> Security, you don't get there when you're 65. No, pues está cabrón. Well, you know, that's that's. So that's something you got to look about this the shooter thing is like who benefits from all this? Who benefits in the money industry, in the stock, stock industry? Market. Okay, okay. Who benefits? So what's the policies are going to be now taken to be mandated and what's it going to cost to enforce these policies? Mm-hmm. And who's going to make the money off those policies? Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to look at that. Um who who benefited the most? If you look at the market watch, who benefit more, f- the most from this this shooting? 
Well, it says, well, one of the articles on the Benson is Insider that says, uh, why Mandalay Bay and Las Vegas hotels don't have metal detectors. So that's one of the big articles that you see, and you start relating this stuff. It's like, okay, who, you know, they they start enforcing that. They're going to make a shitload of money, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and but this goes back to when I mentioned about the the state laws regarding owning a gun. And that state allows them to get these guns without permit. Or any any slip or whatever, and any facility, and they're well, allowed to take those to public areas. You said, areas. remember when you, I mentioned the, the you the told state me laws? that in Las Vegas you could buy a full automatic. Apparently, that's what you're saying. Who no, that's what that I from? read. Okay, you read that on on the USA Today. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know the g- stock guns went up. Mm-hmm. Guns, guns went up. The gun stocks. Up after Las Vegas shooting, you know, came out on CNN money, you know, casino stocks down in the wake of Vegas shooting. So that's that's a good thing to know. Who which casino? Look, one thing that I that one thing that I always think is that people forget easily everything that happens, and there's going to be a certain group that doesn't. Those are the most closely affected. And then there's people that that just they continue. Man, gamblers? Mm-hmm. That's an addiction, bro. Oh yeah. Entertainment? Lifestyle? Partying? I wonder how how bad it is Las Vegas slowed after all that. Mm-hmm. What, you know? And what's up with that dude? Uh, who's going to Vegas next week? Huh? Well, who's going to Vegas? Send oh, me a shout out. Well now with the Raiders going there. If you guys are listening out there, uh put anchor, go to anchor.com or FM. Go to the FM, go to the get get the app, look for it. A-N-C-H-O-R, Anchor. And uh, you could guys send shout-outs and everything, and we could listen to them. Yeah. All right, so look it up. The memo want shout out? You want to request a shout-out? Yeah, hit us up. We'll do it. You don't have to you press You should put them. memo and, because people, when you look up search, yeah. the and's going to come out that symbol. Mm-hmm. You got to make it easier to look up. All you got to do is just type memo. There's, you're, like, literally the only memo. <laughs> It comes out when you put search on that? Yeah. Okay. No, you're only, you're only memo on this app. In this app. You know, but a lot of people don't care about the stuff we're talking about. They, they, they're not interested. It's not about caring, but... To at least be open to the idea. You don't have to agree, but at least be open to it and, and just be like, okay, maybe. Okay, have, I mean, just be curious. Just just nice. know who benefits from all this. Remember, people, when people do crazy stuff like this, yeah, the guy was probably crazy. He was on, let's say that story. Let's look at another story with the possibility that they're not same. All right. Say the guy was on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're on antidepressants, normally you just snap at the moment. Right. And this is what I was talking to one of my clients. He was telling me, well, you know, if you're on antidepressants, it could force you to kill yourself out of a sudden, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like one of his, he was telling me a story of one of his friends who, who was a uh, well off. He was a, uh, you know, a banker, and he just killed himself, did suicide. And he said that that he had been given antidepressants by his shrink. Well, I was like, because the way he was feeling, and so and the wife had told the doctor, "Is there anything that I should know about this? What's, 
any effect, side effects. You know, like they asked the right questions. Right. And the doctor said, no, no, you'll be fine, whatever. And then, so the guy started taking them. And sure enough, one day out of nowhere, you know, they, they, I guess they went out, they ate, they made dinner, they went out. And the husband went to go to his office, go write some bills, pay some bills. He brought some checks out, put him some bills, and walked back into his office, gave the bills to the wife to mail off. Went back into the office and just shut his, shut his, uh, shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, the antidepressants, I get it. Okay, so if you're on antidepressants, you plan to take all these guns. Not in one day, the time you stayed there and everything, and all of a sudden you decide, okay. No, this is planned. This is not an antidepressant where you just snapped and went crazy. Yeah, it seemed tactical. It yeah, this is tactical. The floor, the shooting, the yeah. angle. This is this took planning. Right. Get the cases, the amount of guns, the ammo. This is not something and that, the rounds and all yeah, that. Yeah. And this is not even uh alter K mind control. Nah. Nah. This is some other yeah, shit. This, this is, is another level. And not only that, there, did you see the report about that he also was there at the, the music festival before? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. That's crazy that he that he could have had those could have been two mass shootings, bro. Could have been, could have. But he obviously said, "Nah, not that time." Yeah, he's probably knew if this is a real shooter and he knew he was gonna die because they're gonna kill me. They're making me do this. They need a body. Mm-hmm. Like, where's his body? Like, the only people who get to see this are the authorities. The community is not really involved. It's all they say they're gonna go to jury, but you don't. The jury panel doesn't go and get to see the body. This is stuff that, you know, it should be let reporters in. Look at the body. You know, look, that way you guys know this is the truth going all out. You know, this don't don't contaminate the area. We're doing an investigation. Let's us go first. Even if they're setting it up, go right. set it up. Yeah. Then bring local reporters, people to know that are trustworthy to report this to people because people want to know what happened. Now, I understand you don't want to give the case if there's other people molding, you're not gonna Go after them. You don't want them to report the news to say that stuff. No, just let them take figures and make their own, their own case out of it. But you know the truth. You're the authority. But you should open that up. And you should release videos, data. These are the criminals. This is the, the information we got. Help us look for these people. Mm-hmm. No. That's not what's happening. How rude. <laughs> How dare you. How Dare you, like my <laughs> fellow podcaster, Joe Rogan, <laughs> fellow podcaster. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his, but a big fan. But I'm just a fan of his. Admire. <laughs> well, he's the one that kind of influenced us to do this. So Yeah, basically. Well, me. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe, Joe. Rogan. Joe Rogan! <laughs> Podcast by night. <laughs> oh, what does he say? Podcast by day nine. I don't know what he says. I forgot. I haven't listened to that one. The Joe Rogan when his face comes out, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's how big of a fan I am. That's fucked up. But, uh... Yeah, it's, it's gotta be next level shit, man. There's no freaking way. Yeah. It just happens out of the fucking blue. No. No way. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, you mentioned about that they finally released videos from the casinos. No, I didn't say they released no? videos from the casinos. No, who was, it? who was it that said that? That they finally released No, I was saying, why don't they release them? No, no, I ever Oh, I think it was on the radio. Didn't they say on the radio that they finally released videos from the casinos? No, I haven't heard that, but I hope to see them pretty soon from the inside cameras. 
Yeah. They're saying that? That's what they're Yeah, I think it was from the, what was it, 98.1 station that we were listening to? No, I didn't hear that. I heard, what, why what? haven't they released them? Mm. I probably misunderstood them. But, yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm curious about the damn footage. I'm curious. On other, on other news, uh, Warren Buffett, uh, he's now the major shareholder for uh, Bank of America and Wells Fargo, those who are curious to acquire major shares in both of those banks. You know, that's that's something, man. You know, so now you got to say, not that much say because it got to be voted on. But you have to say who you vote. He has vote power to vote who's the CEO or who runs the show, you know. He can point mm -hmm. himself to that. He wants to run it. You know, so there is power in that. True. You know, but it doesn't mean that, you know, he has a lot of pull on how he can lend himself money now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> you know, so that's crazy, bro. Aha moment. And then in, in other news too, um, you know, the United States sold to Saudi Arabia over two point two point ten billion worth in weapons. Oh, so that's added towards the fifteen billion of the missile defense system? Oh I guess. I guess it's fifteen million now. No, the fit the uh, Russia sold the missile defense system to Saudi Arabia, not not uh not the United States. The right, United right. States sold weapons right. to Russia. Mm-hmm. War weapons they didn't say, but Russia made a ten point a fifteen point billion sell to Saudi Arabia in missile defense. Right. Yeah. So, so you the, got United States and Russia arming Saudi Arabia to the max, okay. to the bones. And then now they sold more. So they, they, with the, and people think people want gun control. This is the kind of fucking control you should really control. There, yeah. And you're crying about gun control? This is what you should worry about. Right. That's a problem right there. You're arming these countries to the teeth. For what? To fight us? Set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or to take out Iran. Because that's, that's the news that people should be talking about. Mm -hmm. What are they planning for? They already gone into Syria. Why can't they go into Iran? You know what? You don't mess with Iran. You know why? Uh because of the size of their army. Mm. They got money. Yeah. And they got other countries that support Iran. Dude, you're missing the, you're going to mess with the motherland of all lands. Why through all this time haven't they got into Iran? Why? Why? Mm -hmm. It's a question. It's part of the manifesto, the plan. Yeah. Take them out. What happened to diplomacy, man? <laughs> What happened to diplomacy? Out the door. That's how. That's how you. That's smart and intellectual. That's how you really know if you're an intelligent person. You use diplomacy, but when you're clever and sneaky, whole different and greedy body. and selfish, mm. it's kill, kill or be killed. That's that's a different level, dude. But that's I could be greedy. I could be selfish, but I'm at that extreme level. I don't. I'm not up there at that state. That's not me. I'm a caruachero. I know where I'm at. Simple man. Yeah. Simple man, you got to become that. That power, you have to be around it, move up, and you can move it. Being in the military, being you learn the business, you learn the military, you learn money, you learn power, you learn killing, you learn 
who's who's the most powerful one of all. All the schemes, man. Just like in the cartels, you move up. Mm-hmm. You can. You gotta be smart though. Clever. Not intelligent. Intelligence will say that's not what you want. None a part of that. Because those people that life they live, you knowing that you're killing babies and moms and to make your money, eradicate some people, move some pawns here, arm some people to fight some people because you don't like the, the religion or you don't like, you want the resources. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen. You want to control oil. But it seems like they're putting a hold on it. Russia and China. You know? Chinese, the biggest bank is the Chinese banks. The Bank of China, that's why they're the power. But how did they become big? How do they become big with trade? With Russia and China? Yeah, but how do they become big? How? The dollar. Sah. All those companies that went over there, Apple, la da da. Nike. They're all over there manufacturing. They become part of the banking system over there. They're American companies that are big in China. And they're these corporations that make up the bank. And they're shareholders in this bank. And that's where our debt is going towards? Supposedly the Trotillion is owned to China. No, it's owned to the banks. It's no such thing as China. Everybody says China. No, it's the banks. Mm. You owe $20, $20 trillion to the bank. To the Federal Reserve who lent it out to you. And there's banks funded, invested in that. So, oh, it's to China. They're the ones that are putting up the collateral for it. They're backing it up. They're Damn. signing off on it. It's still the banks of China. It's still the banking system. Right. Still the banking system. No matter what. When you say, oh, a Chinese guy controls the bank. No. It's the bank. Look who are the major shareholders. Look at the names who own people who own international stock in those banks. All There's right. corporations that own those banks, bro. Just like Warren Buffett, his corporation bought the major shares in B of A and Wells Fargo, a corporation. And then that corporation, he's a major shareholder of that corporation. In itself. It's not under uh, his name. It's under his corporation. Right. He bought that, those banks. They buy businesses like they own Dairy Queen. And then his corporation that he runs is owned by shareholders who buy into their, his corporation. Damn. He's just the CEO of it or whatever. But it's owned by the people who fund their money into their business. He's bought, Investors, he's bought all these businesses lobbies. with other people's money, yeah. not his money. The power Warren Buffett got is by managing other people's monies with their money. He's investing their money to make his money. He has his money. Mm-hmm. But his money is everybody's money because it's all a mess. And it's too big to fail. I got it on, huh? You start yeah. thinking like that. So all these people own stocks. Everybody who buys in the stock, Wall Street, the 1%, people who own all these stocks make all their money. money is just generating everywhere. Their retirement off that. So say, for example, like, what was the stock on, who becomes rich off stock? What's the story you have heard? Like Google, when it just started off, you know, what was it worth? Penny stock, you know, these things, and then now they're worth. Yeah, like Solar City, dude. Remember yeah. when Solar City was worth like was it two dollars a share, five dollars a share? You remember how much? What was the lowest? Well, anyways, before yeah, before Elon Musk came into the picture, it was at its lowest, and then 
you know, he bought it off of them. And oh, wait, did you say that the CEO of Solar City was like his cousin, relative, whatever? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bought it off of him, and so all of a sudden, the freaking stocks skyrocketed because of you know because of his uh, commodity with with Tesla. It's just guy just boom. Skyrocketed, man. It's crazy, dude. Well, Tesla stock went down. I weigh. Mm-hmm. To a low of it's going down. Two oh five per fifty one per share morning. Time to buy if you have that much money. That's not. That's not. That's not the stock I would want to buy. I want to buy like take it all back. My bad. Risk, high risk stock. I'll retract. I'll retract what I what I said. Never mind. Take it back. <laughs> that's good, man. Oh damn! Solar City stock is at twenty dollars, so that's actually really good, man. I want to see when, when they buy. When, well, I'll buy stocks like they're like seven dollars, five dollars. Yeah. That's the kind of stock I want to look at, and I know I'm gonna risk some money and, and see when I can buy them when it's goes. If man, you get a stock that goes down to five, seven dollars, and it goes up to two hundred, five hundred a share, you rich bitch. Basically, say you invest what. If you invest, you know, it's all about buy low, sell high, right? Mm-hmm. When to dump your stock. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's that game, bro. That's that's Wall Street. It's a gambling, bro. It's like another casino. You know, when do you dump your stock? Buying stock from companies, you know, they're going to outlive what they're going down to because the banks are going to bail them out. But are they going to... Are they going? Are they going to continue to bail out? Any major bailouts coming up next? The only thing I could do is when the war stocks down, buy because that's the next war. They're trying to get the next war going, but people yeah. don't buy it. I'm not mm-hmm. buying into it. Me neither. <laughs> I know it's all being trying to done. You get enough troops to go and fight the war. Get enough kids to go and fight the war. We didn't do bad. You know. To me, I would invest in good, th- good things that are good for the future. But those, like they say, you know, you're always good. You're gonna end up last. Good guy. And... But the things that really make the money is the things that are not controlled. Black market, you know, that's how you keep the price of weed up. Now it's gone down now that it's more recreational, more more competition. But that's kind of what's happening right now when you have all these corporations buying out all these businesses. So where is the competition? What is it becoming? Mm-hmm. You know, when you own two banks, when you're the major shareholder of two banks, they're like the same bank owned by the major shareholder of the company. Their money is by their performance is how they do good. Just like how you you said in the previous podcast, it's all about commodities and necessities. Mm-hmm. But the the businesses are run by CEOs. You know they hire people to run them, and they want you to make that stock go up by making profits. 
you know. So it's kind of company that you know will survive, too big to fail. You know, it's going to be there. It has a product that needs to be consumed. Like you you see all these Bank of Americas closing down. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? No, happening? I don't. No. Yeah. Small banks, yeah. Big banks, no. Yeah, small banks could fail easily. But if you're backed up by the federal government, and once you understand that that money's just printed, bro. The way the system's made up, it's just printed. It's not backed up by gold. You know? It's a trip, local. It's a trip. But it's all good. It's all good. But you know what, though? I, I, I like living here. Just like how you said in the previous podcast. You live in here. Me too. I love living here. Mm-hmm. I got nothing to fucking complain, bro. I don't. Not to worry about pick a fight with people and get all upset about. Yeah. Nah. Not even about all the shit's going on. Not even, dude. I could get into that thing and say it's fucked up, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you got to live. Just like, you know, not to say just to make... Uh, like it's nothing but like when you have a death in a family dude it's like you know you gotta get over it not get over it you'll never forget but you have to remember you gotta keep living for your kids you gotta feed them protect them take them to school every day and you also got a life you know hey, live it up you only got one life make the best of it but if you also wanna work and, and try to make the world a better place start with your home start within yourself being good to yourself, to your kids, make sure they get a great education, teach them about love, respect, and the world will change just like that. You don't, uh-huh. have, you don't have to be an activist, protesting. If you could be good with your family and you teach that to the kids and the kids grow up and they start teaching that to their kids and then they everything around they touch is like that. If you're around like that, if you're good to the people around you and it spreads, it starts spreading. You start sharing that love, it'll start spreading. And those who have the power to change things will change things. Yep. You know, I always say this, you know, pray for Donald Trump. Really pray for him. And those people that are really close to him, show him love. Say, hey, man, you know, be a nice guy, bro. You know, just be nice, bro. Why do you have to be like that? Why do they have to show no love? Why do you have to be like, fire those bitches. Fire those SOBs, sons of bitches. Son of a bitches, son of a bitches. You know, it's like, very, if he would have said that off the microphone, maybe to some of his friends talking, those son of a bitches. Yeah. But, to be on a platform to abuse that office, what you stand for. Like, I get it. He ran against, okay, making the border, the wall. I get that. But you do it professionally as you can, as clean as you can. And you don't stir up trouble. And you don't divide the people. Because you're supposed to unify the people and help them understand why you really want that wall. And persuade them it's for their safety. That, you know, you don't. You don't hate these illegal immigrants, but you know, for their you if you said it in a more professional way, you have more people, but the way you come across is like you go it's like you going to a store and the manager saying, Fire that bitch ass cashier. Like yeah. you'll say, Hey man, be more professional. Don't talk like that to your employees. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't talk like you do people talk like that, but you shouldn't be like that when you're when you're holding an office. Like if anybody said that in a city council, like, oh my god. You know, there's certain ways you talk to people. Right. And he's the head of a corporation of the United States. It's a corporation. It runs like a business. And yeah. he's trying to correct that, but there's other people that influence. They have say in it. Mm-hmm. 
you have stockholders, politicians, checks and balances. But he's totally abused that. And that's who represents this country and he talks like that. So if a guy that talks like that, you know where he comes from. A guy that has that type of character, you know what he was exposed to from. Right. The way he was brought up. Brought up. Oh, look, even if you look at his his history, his ex-wife talks about him bad. Mm-hmm. Look look at the relationship he had with his wife. You can't see that. Like, yeah, man, if, you, if you get bad. along with your wife like that, like he does with his wife, damn, I feel bad for you. Yeah. But hey, I get it. It happened to me. I can get divorced one day to another. You know, shit Did happens. you see the, the video on YouTube when he was trying to... Um... He was extending his hand to uh, his Melania Trump, and she just like shake it off on him, like no. <laughs> hey, dude, if you're that type of guy, yeah. Hey, you could say that, but you're that type of guy that says, "I just grab him in the pussy." <laughs> hey, dude, no filter, if, dude. Look, I get it. You're human, mm-hmm. but dude, if you're that man that has that power and you think like that. What are you doing, bro? And then you're saying son of a bitches on TV to people. A president that curses. Mm -hmm. I get it. You're human. If if, if I was here with Trump and we're just talking like one-on-one like this, I get it. And I say, and we're we're like, say we're just friends. Like we're talking, yeah, those fucking son of a bitches, you know, they're kneeling, making big old commercials. And we're just talking about it. I get it. And even me, I would say, hey, man, Mr. Wright. I would tell Mr. Wright, don't trip, doggy. And we're drinking a couple beers. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah, like, so, but always... then he goes on the camera and he goes, hey, um, I I don't support that in my opinion, in my opinion, but that's not, in my, if he would have said in my opinion, you know, if I was the owner of that team, I would fire them. And then I would say, you know what? Okay, you didn't, that's your opinion. Because mm-hmm. you're patriotic. If that's not patriotic. That's your nationalist. Yeah. Because to be patriotic is like you understand you defend the constitution. You don't uh, you don't defend other people's beliefs. You defend the constitution. That's what you're. That's what it means to be American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like what pursuit said, bro. of happiness for all life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for what for, for just Americans? No, for all. For all. All men are and created. And if you're excluding equal. everybody else, the whole world, Chinese and Russians, because of that, then you're not following our constitution. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in it. Yeah. The right to bear arms. The right to an attorney. The right to to court procedures. What's it called? Judicial. Mm-hmm. Judiciary system. Executive. You have rights, the Bill of yeah. Rights, your civil rights. And people who don't believe in that? No, it's the way I think, and that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. like Hitler. And we gotta be very careful on our values. Now I understand, like, hey man, came at me, I have a right to defend myself. There's some people like you're not stepping here, go back. Mm-hmm. I'll carry hungry, you want water, like, oh damn. I don't care you want a job, you need to work because you got no food and have your country take care of you. We don't have room for you here. Well, beaner. Well, wet bang. Or you, you're an immigrant from Switzerland. You white, blue eye. Mm-hmm. Swiss cheese. Food, go back to Switzerland. You don't have a green card. Why'd you come over here and stay your green card? They come from everywhere. Immigrants come from everywhere. Iranians, Afghanistans, 
Jamaicans, everything, bro. That's all mixed. There's all mixed, but everybody else thinks beaners because mm-hmm. they're the big majority. What are what are the first words in the preamble of the constitutions? You remember the preamble? Preamble. Um, what what are the first words? Four score seven years ago. No, that's the Gettysburg Address. First words of the preamble to the hot of the U.S. Constitution is "We, the, the people. people of the United States of America, not oh. citizens, not citizens, people." Das. people. Y'all know what people is? We, the people of the United States. Anybody who's here in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's what all immigrants should learn is the Constitution. And use it. But when you go by the Constitution, remember people, you go by what? It's a corporation. Mm-hmm. It's a business. You work, but it gives you these rights, these benefits. When you when you have this belief, when you follow the law of the land, not unfair laws. Like when they had segregation, Jim Crow laws. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some laws that are not fair. The ban against marijuana. Regulate it. Mm-hmm. Shit. Alcohol is worse of a drug. People don't think alcohol is a drug and they're out there smoking and, and drinking beer, but oh, marijuana is legal, man. Huh. That's a drug. Uh, what you're doing is also a drug and it's worse for you. Scientifically, mm-hmm. but the DA doesn't recognize it. So brainwashed, you know, and it's sad. Sad. Many people are really brainwashed, and you know, mm-hmm. I would say I'm, I'm I'm a little bit brainwashed too. I don't know, but we get caught up. Yeah, yeah we do we get caught up. Like but, me, but, when I I got caught up with the Bernie Sanders rally, dude. I everything was gonna happen. I got caught up. Got you. I fell for the hype, dude. <laughs> Couldn't fucking believe it. I fell for the hype. Seventy one year old man hyping me up. <laughs> Damn. Damn man, it happens. Do you think uh, a lot of people kn- know that the writer for the national anthem was a slave owner? No, I don't think they know that. But I don't think that really really matters. I mean, if you look at the history, study it. You know, some people are so like these is. They're so traditional. They're so it's so embedded in their head. It's like disrespecting their house. When when you take a knee, you know it's like, especially when it comes into their house, like the flag means everything to them. This is a country. It's like being a fan of 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 of, of a football team. You know, but obviously the flag's a lot bigger. Their country, their patriotism, more than their football team. But guess what? All those guys that play football. That hate on these later on watch. You're going to see how many people repent. Because you got to know when you're wrong, bro. And maybe right now, like, it's not about my opinion. I know later on they're going to see, like, maybe not now in this life, but later on. Because if, if the roles were to switch, just like Pence has the right to walk out of that football game. But what he abused the law and Pence did. What game was that? The Colts game? Yeah. What he did wrong was that he's a politician. And Donald Trump told them that if they took a knee, to walk out of that stadium. And when you're trying to prove a point, after you just told this football team that they're disrespecting the flag, 
and you're telling them they can't do that. What did you do when you walked out mm-hmm. out of that football game when they took a knee? You walked out. Well, you should have done, Mr. Penn, and stayed there and saluted the flag that what you believe Make in. Make an example, yeah. And be that example. It says, you know what? You're not taking me for my football. I'm going to stand every time. I'm going to be here. You guys can take your knee, but I'm going to stand up. Just like you have that right to knee down, I have the right to protest by being here and saying what I feel like. Hey, I feel you're disrespecting my flag. Mm-hmm. That's okay, but that's all as far as it goes. You're disrespecting that flag because you're kneeling down to it to protest. Well, I, my opinion is my protest to you is like, what, walking out of a game and that's staying there mm-hmm. instead of facing you and say, well, hey, I was watching the game. I saw the guys kneel down. He could have said that and give his opinion. Look, disrespectful to whatever your case is. But the procedure of the flag is what? What are the rules of the flag? That's what you got to look at the rule book. What is written down? Mm-hmm. There's no rule that says you can't take a knee and respect and show respect. Right. There's no rule that says you can't say what you want to say. Did, did I just talk about it earlier? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you did. We're, we're back at it again. Um, it, I uh, I don't know if it was a video or an article where I saw that in the contract, in their contract, it states. That they require to stand and uh, touch their the chest in uh, basketball. Supposedly, yeah. No, no. Is that in football? Yeah. yeah well, no. now they do. They have that now in the contract. Yeah, it was supposedly. I don't know if it's true, but supposedly it's in their contract that states that they require to go out and stand in front of the flag and put and touch their hearts for during the national anthem. Supposedly, I don't know. If, I, I don't think it's no. I don't. I don't know if it's true, but yeah, that's, but you're getting that's paid what they have in their to contract. do that, and you sign a contract. Well, hey, you better know what you're signing. Right. If that was the case, why didn't he get fined? Hey, contracts are meant to be broken too, though, right? Yeah. They like didn't I get said, fined. There were no mean... fines, dude. If that was in the contract, they would have been fined. There were no fines. To me, is this, dude? That in your life, especially if you got friends backing you up and you believe hard on this, you're like, yeah. There is police brutality, bro. There is that. But there's also great cops. Some of them are my friends. And maybe my friends ain't perfect. I don't know. I'm not perfect. We make mistakes, but I know their hearts are good. They're family people. and But some cops do abuse it and they're family people. You know, but that's another whole story that has to be investigated. You can't just judge them all because of one bad cop. Yes, they got to make sure their training stepped up and... They got to make sure that there's consequences if you mess up, especially when it's a loss of a life. You messed up. You got to avoid this stuff. But it's also part of the job. Mm-hmm. And if people were to understand, look, yeah, he lost it, man, but he was also fearing for his life, this cop. He really felt the threat. Like, this is a good guy. Get to know him. Look at his background. It was a big mistake, you know, and he shouldn't be behind a gun, so we're letting him go. He didn't mean to kill him. He didn't have anger to kill him. He really felt threatened. Even though the, the suspect did not have a, a a weapon, you know, 
Right. And that's why cops shouldn't be alone. Maybe you should have four cops in one car. Mm-hmm. Instead of two? Yeah, instead of two. We're guys that say, hey, we're always going to defuse the situation. That's our first priority. Mm-hmm. But if you got four cops that also shoot a person and kill them, they just react. They're like, come on, four against one. Like, he didn't have a gun or anything. Hey, if you have a gun, bro, I understand why they shoot, bro. If you have a knife and you're coming at them, like, we're like choking out people to death. If you, four guys can't take one guy, man, you guys shouldn't be cops. Four dudes can't be one guy. Y'all got to kill him. Beating him with the stick. Y'all better get in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Now, with that in mind, I want to ask you a question. You know, with the conversation that I had with the dad, he made a, he brought up an interesting point about these players. He said these men are in uniform at their workplace. Would you or would you say that? Oh, okay. What about police officers and firefighters? Would it be right for them to take a knee if they had something to protest? That's their right. If they have a right to take a knee, whoever you are, for something that you feel is not right, you have a right to express that as a human being in a peaceful way. You have a right. So if you're a fireman and you want to take a knee, go for it. But if you see a, somebody burning and you're letting them burn, the house is on fire, and you say, well, I'm not going to go and turn off that fire because I'm taking a knee, then you're wrong. You That knee can hold. Hold up that knee. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're protesting something that's not right, you might not have the support of everybody, but if you have strong support and you're right, you're going to have a big crowd supporting you. If it's intellectually thought out, worked out what you're doing for what you're doing and you're believing in your heart that you're willing to put your life, get shamed for, talk shit on, just like an active like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, because he didn't say, why am I going to go and fight that Vietnam War? Well, you don't send your rich kids ass to go and fight over there. You have senators out there getting a check, sending all these people to go and fight, but you won't go out there. You want to end it right there? Yeah, we're done. We did another hour and a half. Yeah, honest, I think uh, the the anchor app only lets me do like an hour, but I uploaded like this yesterday and it went through just fine. Well, that's fine then. Just do it an hour. All right. No, well, yeah, because yesterday we did it like that to come in, right? Yeah. All well, right. This is our our what six six. Podcast. This is our Sith podcast on Anchor.fm. Today is Tuesday, October, October 10th, 10th 2017. of 2017. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to make it big, so pass the word out. <laughs> we want to get have commercials. Spread the word. We're sponsored by Squeaky Clean Auto Detailing and okay. Pancho's Tamales on the Go. Express. <laughs> so hit me up. You want me to slang some tamales to you? Let me know what's up. Yeah, yeah. No, but low, low key, those tamales are bomb. Bomb. My favorite is the the frijoles sauce. And you heard it here. Live, the Memo and Stevie Show. Peace out. Rats. <laughs>